Through the 21st, while supplies last, in-store and online, you get a free satisfier, number one, it's a really awesome clitoral toy with any $100 or more purchase. Today is National Be Nasty Day, meaning 25% off all bondage and fetish in store and online today only. More romance, more intimacy, more often, love as a Hello there, welcome back to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast, and happy International Women's Day. It's March 8th. International Women's Day is a day to celebrate how far women have come in society and politics and economics, but it's also a call to action for really continuing gender equality. So, of course, that's in women, but really, it's in all genders too. Now, guiltily, I didn't know too much about the history of International Women's Day until the Women's March, where I started to develop a little bit more of an interest in it. And of course, for the podcast today, I, I wanted to celebrate. So, you know, just a little bit in case anybody else is unaware of the history of International Women's Day. The, f- the very first one was March 1911, and it was celebrated by just over a million people across Europe, and they gave a bunch of demonstrations and, of course, protests petitioning women's rights to vote. Seven years later, on March 8th, Germany women actually gained the right to vote, so take some time, but the effort is is needed in, in the first place. And, you know, as far as news goes in women's rights more recently, rather than 100 years ago, something we, we always have to push for. The theme of International Women's Day 2021 is women in leadership. And that's, you know, all about achieving an equal future in a COVID-19 world. Women and men and every other gender are at the forefront Um, battling COVID as frontline workers and scientists and doctors, caregivers, and to be honest, they get paid an average 11% less than male counterparts. And I could probably go on and on and talk for over an hour about the history of women's rights now and equality among all genders, not just male and female. I want to switch the direction of the podcast and do what I can do today to talk about, of course, sex education. And the deal is that men are having more orgasms than women. And that's just been studied and proven. And there's a huge orgasm gap between men and women. So for my job as a sex educator for International Women's Day, I want to push gender equality and orgasm equality as much as I can because it's part of our personal, like, intimate encounters that we see in our day-to-day lives. So, it has been studied that 55% of men orgasm from like a casual hookup sex encounter while only 4% of women are having orgasms in that same type of encounter. Committed relationships, I will say the orgasm gap is quite a bit smaller, but it is still significant. In a committed relationship with somebody that you are having sex with in a monogamous relationship, 85% of men are orgasming but only 68% of women are getting to that orgasm. If we talk about 
gay, lesbian, or bisexual relationships, the orgasm gap actually is closing and closing, which is really, really interesting as well. But when we're talking about more heterosexual relationships, that orgasm gap is wide. So the only way to close that and give the same amount of orgasms to women that men get themselves is just through education. It's really as simple as that. I know I've said it in past episodes of the podcast, and I'm going to say it again today too. The United States is especially terrible for their sex education curriculum. Have you ever watched like any of those videos on YouTube about, well, actually a lot of clitoral stimulants or toys will do that, where they'll have a diagram outside and ask women to point to the clitoris, and a lot of women can't. And I know this from personal experience from working in our stores too, that I will describe a clitoral toy and a lot of women are kind of at a loss. They only know something that goes actually inside of the vagina and not stimulating the vulva as a whole at all. And that's just lack of education as far as how their body works. And of course, in porn, men and women are often just kind of rubbing outside with no focal point or no slow intimate touching nothing, like no communication, and some women enjoy direct clitoral stimulation, but for some it's too intense and they enjoy their inner labia stroked because it's kind of analogous to like the head of the penis, but learning yourself and learning how to direct someone else that's giving you pleasure is something, it's like it's a birthright and it's something that every vulva owner should know. Pleasure is something that you should be proud to have, and you should be able to direct it to whoever you want to share your body with. So a real simple mindset to kind of get on to close this orgasm gap is that simply sex does not equal intercourse. I think our culture really kind of confuses the words sex and intercourse and kind of uses them in place of each other. And sometimes I'm guilty for this as well when I show product in the store. But sex kind of favors penetration by a male, while a woman's reliable route maybe to orgasm may just be like oral sex or, you know, using sex more of a broad blanket term as far as like playtime goes, like sex should be interchangeable for like playtime, bedroom play, and intercourse could be like penis and vagina or penetration, something like that. Intercourse can, of course, also be like anal intercourse and everything too, so don't get confused. It's just that these terms are almost not allowing women to orgasm because a man is just thinking I'm going to put it in and kind of not keep in mind that that clitoral stimulation needs to happen, that rubbing, touching, licking, kissing, all the good stuff needs to happen and it's not just part of foreplay, it's part of sex because 95% of women need some clitoral play in order to get that orgasm. So really the term that we should use instead of intercourse for sex should be pleasure. The weird thing is, is that a lot of women kind of know the stimulation that their body needs to climax. So why would you not bring your knowledge of yourself into the bedroom? And why is someone that you're having sex with thinking that their penis is doing the perfect job to get you to orgasm? And it's portrayed terribly in the media. It's portrayed terribly in our education system. It seems really obvious, but it's not executed among couples, obviously. Otherwise, we would have a smaller gap. So if you're masturbating and you're orgasming on your own, 
but it's not happening during sex, it's probably because it looks like two separate acts completely. Think about how you get yourself to orgasm. Do you have like a certain toy with you or a certain technique for your fingers or a certain way that you're positioned? Whatever the ticket is for you, bring that knowledge into the bedroom and it's helpful to masturbate before actual penetration. Use yourself masturbating or mutual masturbation as foreplay or maybe you could even masturbate yourself and give your partner oral simultaneously and allow yourself to orgasm so there isn't like pressure behind I need to orgasm when his penis is in the vagina. You could even like have a toy maybe that you love and control it yourself and get yourself to orgasm but then give that toy to your partner and you could teach them how to use it correctly on you to get you to orgasm. And it can be any kind of toy. It could be a clitoral toy, a dual stimulator, G-spot. That doesn't matter. You know your body and you know if you're reaching orgasms by yourself that it can happen with another person. But the mental space has to be there and the education has to be there. So teach them hand movements even if you're not using a toy. And as maybe you get closer to orgasm, you can take a break and you can have intercourse so it's not like they feel threatened or anything like that because I know that happens even though it's just not true. It's not like we're replacing them. And maybe you could use your toy like clitorally or you could try different ways to combine like what you know you like and bring your partner into it. And you could go off and on from the way that you touch yourself normally to intercourse and kind of like blend this gap so it's not so frustrating or so that your partner also learns what you already know about your body. Because usually sex is kind of scripted and I hear it from so many people in the store and it kind of goes like this. You get like step one, foreplay for five to ten minutes. Step two, there's penetration. Often not him touching or you touching your body. It's just penis and vagina intercourse. Step three, the male orgasm. And step four, sex is over. So making a point for both of you to be aware of that and how that usually looks and both you need to be responsible for changing that will absolutely help close the orgasm gap and definitely improve your sex life. That's just a given. 94% of women orgasm when pleasuring themselves. So why would you not bring that information and technique to the no of our partners? And another thing we have to do collectively men and women and any gender you identify is we have to discuss women's pleasure you have to discuss your own pleasure loud and proud and not be afraid to be yourself communication enthusiastic consent and not being afraid to speak up is absolutely key to orgasm with a partner but not just the bedroom where these discussions like have to happen. They have to happen publicly, as weird as that may seem. So educating those close to you, you know, send them this episode. Send them an article that you found about the orgasm gap. You could look up clitoracy like I talked about in episode four with Sophia Wallace or send them episode four. Or if you're watching a movie with a group of friends or your partner and there's two minutes of foreplay and then all of a sudden a woman is orgasming, Call that out. Call out jokes with your friends about penis size that unknowingly spread false information because penis size has nothing to do with the female orgasm. And 
really my last word of advice to you all is know your pleasure. Clitoris is not a cuss word. It's not a naughty word. It's a part of your body. It's a pleasure point that absolutely needs to be discussed. Strange thing is, is that our first reaction to kind of hearing about this orgasm gap is to point fingers. Like there's a ton of cultural attributes or maybe your religion or how you were raised in society. And of course, what I believe absolutely is the educational system or maybe even a past partner or past partners that you've been with. They all have something to do with the orgasm gap. It's kind of this multifactual phenomenon that's happening that all of these things, kind of how you were raised and the people that you've been with and porn and how maybe your religion and what you can and can't wear goes into the shame and stigma behind sex and women getting to orgasm, but we know that a male's orgasm is almost like glorified ever since they're little. It's like, do you have a girlfriend? And it's just all these silly, weird jokes that have been deemed appropriate in society when there's a stigma that is unequal between men and women and pleasure. So we need to move forward from that. So I'm here, gotta, I have a good attitude, I'm trying to be a good teacher, and I'm listening to great teachers, and I'm hoping that everyone improves. So write me. Um, if you would like to, you can send me a message on Facebook. We're under the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. You can talk to us on Twitter. Our tag is at IA underscore pod and on Instagram at Intimacy Advisor Pod. If you have a personal question or you're embarrassed or something and you want to email me, that is okay too. I can just respond to you. My email is Haley, it's H-A-L-E-Y at loverslane.com. I hope you guys all have a great International Women's Day today and stay educated and do your part to close the orgasm gap and maybe kiss a clitoris. <laughs> have a great day, everyone. I'll talk to you next Monday. Lovers Couples that play together, stay together.